Yes. Good afternoon and welcome once again to the run home with Joel and Fletch. This afternoon it is the prof and the sock and it is that time of the afternoon where we welcome our listeners in New Zealand on SENZ. Kia good evening. Uh, if you're wondering what you've missed, well, we've just been chatting Melbourne Cup for the last hour. Um, if you're over there and you took a little look at it, uh, maybe you had a win, feel free to text in. Uh, what is the text number for New Zealand? Is it the same, Brooksy? Plus six one. Uh, it's double eight double three double for eight, double them, three. or you just go plus six one, as Sock said, four five seven seven three six seven three six. Fantastic! That's... I would love to hear from a Kiwi that's had a win on the Melbourne Cup. I think that'd be fantastic. Uh, without a fight, got the win. Eight dollars, second place, Solcom, third place. Shiraz, uh, now for socials, if you do want to find us, there's lots of places you can. We are now on YouTube. You can search Joel and Fletch and make sure you subscribe. You can also find us at Joel Fletch, S-E-N on X, Instagram and TikTok. Coming up on the show in the next two hours, we've got uh, one of the all-time cricketing greats, Adam Gilchrist. He'll be joining us from out west, uh, Alex Brosk. He'll be hopefully in studio to talk all things round ball, Joga Benita, what's happening. Uh, and, of course, Dean Watling. He's just around the corner. Now, it was Mark Zara's second win in a row in a Melbourne Cup. Last year, he won it on Gold Trip. Uh, I mean, lots of stats here. Here are some cool stats. First uh, horse without a fight was to win the Caulfield Cup Melbourne Cup double since 2001 when Elthereal. Elthereal? Ethereal. Ethereal. Won it. So a big afternoon for them. And as we understand it, the horse gets 45% of the $4.4 <laughs> million prize money. So a nice gold bucket coming his way. Um, jo- is that right? Yeah, it? it is. Yeah, gold. Filled with yeah. ketamine, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. Good on him. Uh, now, Mark Zara, obviously pretty excited um, post-race. Channel 10 tried to speak to him, but he knew he had to speak to the prof and the sock on SEN first. So we got this from him. Have a listen. Oh, geez, unbelievable. Like, if I could have, pra- if I could have thought uh, I'd have that run from 16, I would have said he was unbeatable. But to the trainers' credit, Sam and Lee and all their team, he was just an absolute gentleman for me today. Went to rail, switched off. And uh, I got, probably got the front earlier than last year, but I just had that softer run and um, spent it with you. My, one of my best mates after line, even better. <laughs> uh, like you said, from the circle, though, it just was, it was just like boom, 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 like dominoes. Dun, 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 dun. You just got there and then he was just boom on me. Well, I was following Alan Kerr, probably not the best chance, but D Oliver. In front of him was Gold Trip. In front of his was uh, Vorbound. So I just thought, I'm going to stay here. They all made their moves, which opened up for me. And I was on a horse that you can just sit on, you know. He's got an electric turn of foot. And he, he just pulled me all the way to the line. And uh, it was all over. And I stood up the irons, giving the two fingers for two winners. I don't know what I was thinking, idiot. <laughs> Mate, you, you put your, you know what on the line this week. And you made a decision which you have to do for Melbourne Cup. What, what persuaded you? Just talk us through um, that. Well, look, I, I've got uh, Mark Hunter, who's a good friend. And probably I, I, I rate him one of the best judges in Australia. Spoke to him at length with it. And he said, you know, there's not much in it. But if you can get him to settle, he'll run it. And we went through the race and uh, I don't know, like the weather forecast, the stars aligned for Gold Trip last year and they've aligned for these horses this year. And, you know, I don't get to pick the result. I have to pick you before then. So, uh, you know, just a few things, weight and all that. And the way he won the Corporal Cup, I was confident he'd run it out today. Another little trophy for your daughter. Harper's going to be very happy when Daddy brings home another Melbourne Cup. And your missus, she's out there. She never misses an event. Yeah, yeah. At least all the family back at home. My manager, Reese Murphy. Um, your sister's here. Yeah, I love them all. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm getting a bit choked up. So, uh, we'll yes! get back to you. <laughs> 
Good on you, Mark Zara, and thanks for talking exclusively to the prof and the sock. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he'd probably be doing Channel 10 stuff now, would he? He just texts me through. He just so, he's, he? he's so choked up he can't uh, actually text back or call. He was. Uh, the, <laughs> main, <laughs> the main thing I took away from that, I liked his grab on. You know, he's, he was just on a horse that he could just sit on, which um, I've noticed a few of the jockeys were standing on theirs. So I don't know. Is he just giving away just the, <laughs> the, the holy grail of the horse secrets. riding? He just, he's <laughs> sitting on the horse. Yeah, a lot. Of, you saw one bloke was doing a handstand. Idiot. I haven't Idiot. seen great analysis like that since the Telstra tracker was brought into oh, NRL. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that just gave me so much insight. He sat on the horse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ponder that. It's a philosophical <laughs> horse racing uh, conundrum. Now, Sit somebody who would know all about um, jockeys sitting on horses, that is not a, grin. <laughs> that is not a great intro. <laughs> I apologise in advance. Joining us now from SEN Track, he is the tipster for, uh, for the run home. It is uh, Dean Watling. You there, Dean? I'm here. That's one of the best intros sorry, I've ever heard. Mate. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> mate. I'm just. If they were running Melbourne Cups for intros, that would be that'd be my trifecta. Thank you, mate. Very kind of you. Now, uh, you know your horses. Talk to me about this race. Was it one of the best ones you've seen? Yeah, it was a phenomenal race. It's good to see all the horses go around and get back to the stalls at the end. But it was a. A great build-up. There's plenty of um, chat this week about the two Irish horses. Absurd. The market move on him was phenomenal. Vorban, but they quite couldn't quite put it together. And then, obviously, a terrific story of Mark Zara, who was on the winner last year, and he had to jump off and say goodbye to that horse and then jump on another horse. So it was a brave decision to do that. Um, it could have gone each way, and there's been plenty of times where jockeys in the past have jumped off the wrong horse and watched them win. So, no, I think it lived up to it. The crowd was huge. I headed home after race two. It was too hot for me, and it's been a big couple of weeks. Um, but the crowd looked huge. It was building as we sort of left the left the track, um, and it shaped up to be and was one of the better Melbourne Cups you'll see. Now, speaking on that heat, do you think that was the problem with the Northern Hemisphere horses um, with um, Absurd and Vorban? Vorban? Yeah, it was definitely it played its part in saying that they both paraded terrifically. That was what I was keeping an eye on, but they both looked really relaxed um, in the parade ring. I think the jockeys maybe got a little bit um, happy-go-lucky at the top of the straight. The tempo sort of went on from the 1,200-metre mark, and they were in the perfect position. But um, it's a long Flemington straight, and you can push the button a long way out. So I think they sort of just didn't let down quite as well as they do overseas. They're good tracks overseas. are like our soft tracks to a little bit. Um, and we know without a fight, the winner, he's an out-and-out um, concrete runner. He loves it nice and dry, and we think we saw that. Solkin was obviously unlucky, but a few big surprises in the numbers as well. Uh, you're talking about second and third there with Solcombe and Shiraz. Now, Chris Waller had second and third. Do you think maybe Shiraz had the run of the race or maybe had the best run outside of the favourite? Sorry, without a fight, the winner? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, Sulkin probably didn't, but Shiraz did. Ashran was obviously posted wide, but it's a, it's a strange race in the sense that we only race over 3,200 metres twice in the year, obviously the Sydney Cup um, as well, and then this race. So a lot of these stays, they don't quite ever get to see over the, the trip throughout the year. So you can see a horse like Shiraz bob up and place at $31. Um, but runs in races, especially in the uh, Melbourne Cup when you're going so far, definitely play a part. And Sulkham, he's such an, uh, he'd be a nightmare to own. At the same time, he'd be a dream because he's an absolute jet, but he misses a kick every single start. He's got abundance of ability, but he just is his own worst enemy. Flops out the gates and just leaves himself with too much to do. So if he can fix that, um, he probably wins the Melbourne Cup. Now that without a fight's won, you know, what, what happens tonight? What does without a fight do? Does he, what's he, does he just go, lie down in some hay? Do they? What do they do with the horse now? 
I know it's a dumb question, but do they celebrate? Like, if there's a party, is the horse there? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> it's a good question. I think all the connections and that they obviously probably have a couple of sleepless nights. But the the strapper who's obviously in charge of the horse, they'll obviously take him back. He'll have a bath, a roll oh, uh, after the race, oh. take him back on the float. They'll probably ice his legs up, take him Oof. back to the barn. And yeah, he probably have a, a nice sleep tonight, but. It's not the same as up. He's not hitting the town and going to the Osborne or an establishment in Melbourne. He's probably back to the stables telling all the other horses that he's run a race. Now, we want to, we, we're hearing about the horses after party. We're hearing about the Melbourne Cup being too hot and big after parties there. Do we want to know about your after party yes. uh, in your hotel room? Will you be getting the ice out, <laughs> strapping in, strapping on? Is there anything that we <laughs> yes, have to that's on? a good question. Is, this, is the strapper there? Can we talk to the strapper? <laughs> Oh God, no! There's no no strapper here. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's it's going to be a massive atmosphere tonight. Me, myself, and I. Oh. Up. Might be a fast food restaurant on order. Um, couple of drinks maybe on my. It's been a big two weeks. I got there this morning about five o'clock, and I'll tell you what, it felt like it was nearly hundred degrees. I had enough after the first race, and I thought I'm going to go home. Aircon's on, feet up, computer out. And watch it there, and one of the better decisions I've made, I reckon. Yeah, nice Dean, one. sounds to me a little bit like you went a bit hard on Derby Day. Yeah. Did, you, did you get first day fever? And we've all we're all guilty of it. And then it comes around to the yeah, Tuesday night. Oh, I went too hard on Saturday. Is that what happened? Dave? Yeah. Well, we we have racing terms, and you like to see horses uh, per furlong, which is two hundred meters. Like around that twelve second mark is a good clip. Um, that's steady enough, and you should have a horse in the end. I was sort of doing your your 950s the last couple of weeks. So um, they've finally caught up to me and I'm, I'm paddling late. I'm, I'm just making it to the line. Well, there's a couple more races to go. Dean, have you got any more tips for us for the rest of the day at Flemington or at Randwick? Yes, I've got two. It's it's interesting. Obviously, cup days tend to be the cups that are the main focus and there are races around it. Uh, obviously, it, oh, sometimes they're not that good, but today's been great. Ramwick race eight, number two, Dashing Legend, is a horse that I'm keen to back there. It's around that 260 price. She was terrific first up. I think she'll be even harder to beat second up. And the last at Flemington, race 10, number 16, Charlton Lane. That track's playing interesting at the moment. The inside's off, and the horses are running on down the outside. So Charlton Lane's a horse that sits that pro- fits that profile. Should get back in midfield and storm down the outside. So Ramwick race eight, number two. Dashing Legend and Flemington Race 10 at number 16, Shelton Lane. Terrific. Thanks, as always, Dean, for your tips. Have a lovely night down there in the hotel. Um, <laughs> and just pull the blinds before you do anything, I guess is the... <laughs> <laughs> I'll write that down. Just write that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dean. <laughs> um, so, so I guess, did it sound like... We didn't ask Dean if he won. We is he still there? No. Oh, no. I think that's the first question. Yeah, we can find his tips, can't we? Uh, I should have started with that. Captain. God, I'm hopeless at this, Brooks. Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you who's looking good at the moment. Yeah. Is Glenn Boss. Is that him there? Yeah. I like his style. He's a handsome dude. Yeah. The bald head, the beard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I was attracted to. That's, that's what it is. A professor. <laughs> he's taking yeah. your look. He's a, he's a BHH. We've I, got a group going. And you, you should have been hotties. a jockey. The ball. There's me. There's Mark Nicholas. Who's in this illustrious group? Mark Nicholas. What? No, sorry. What? The the league player. Nichols. Nichols. Uh, Stanley Tucci, of course. Stanley Tucci, uh, Glenn Boss. Um, I'm trying to think who else out there. BHHs. The Rock. 
Rock. Oh, Jason it? Statham. Is yeah, that he's his a, sort of look? He's a BHH. Um, Michael Jordan. Yeah, very good. Yeah. There's a good ad on uh, when you're watching the NFL that comes on. Brooksy, help me out here. One of the actors who comes on and said, there's just no need for hair. You're already good looking. Who's that? You're not seeing it on ESPN info. This is going to be a cool story, Hans. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it to myself. <laughs> you're pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> cool story, Hans. <laughs> Thanks, Olaf. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. What would you do to Im- improve the Melbourne Cup? I mean, it's perfect. Don't get me wrong. But what would you do to improve it? Well, have we already we've been there. Besides, move it. Um, what would you do? I mean, it's. I don't know. I think it's actually getting better each year. Do you All think jokes the, aside, mm. I think it's already sort of peaking. I like the build up that you've got. You have got the Derby Day, you've got the Everest, and then you sort of you know the big culmination into the Melbourne Cup. Is the timing right? Maybe I change the date. Change the date because a lot of people got some bad news today. That affects, oh. yeah. So Why I do you keep the bringing date. it up. You're a bloke that doesn't have a mortgage. I know that's right. And you so. keep bringing it up with people that do. Yeah, i.e. me. Yeah, tough day for people that yeah. have got mortgages. I should have put a little disclaimer in there. So I'd move the date. Might be the only thing. Okay. Yeah, move it to. There's a, a few. Hillary Hillstorm's going to just. It's going to blow up on here. She's wanting to move the dates. Um, mm. All right. Hey, look. Good on you if you had to win this afternoon again. Text in if you have 0457 736 736. Or maybe it was another year where you had a big win. Just uh, text in and let us know. You are on the run home with Joel and Fletch this afternoon. It is the prof and the sock. Here we are. Oh, bowled him. It's five for Tremaine. The first five as well. Turner shoulders arms and the ball clatters into the top of the stumps. Goodness me, five wickets for Tremaine. Uh, you are on the run home with Joel and Fletch, thanks to Hyundai, the uh, Hyundai Kona N-Line. Imagine to be bold to the prof and the sock. Socky, give us a Sheffield Shield update here, mate. Well, there's a lovely call there from Robin Chipperfield, who's calling on KO or the cricket app. So he was correct in saying Chris Tremaine has the first five wickets, five for 10 off just 8.2 overs. But the party has been Can spoiled. <laughs> Mm, Brooksy, I, I know. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Jackson Bird had to sneak in with a wicket, so he has one for 20 off nine. Cameron Bancroft, who opened the batting, is still remains at the crease, but look at this scorecard from WA. It reads, the dismissed batter Sam Whiteman out for one. Teague Wiley out for a duck. Hilton Cartwright, duck. Josh Phillippe, duck. Ashton Turner, two. Hamish McKenzie on debut, out for one. That sounds like blokes that wanted to watch the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that wanted to get back to the change room nice yeah. and fast. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? Is there a front runner to replace Warner in this test side? Oh, I think is most people Bancroft are talking there? Harris, who's getting some runs. I'd, I would probably go Renshaw would be my uh, tip to replace him, but I, I, either, either or. Um, it would be good if someone like a Marcus Harris had a good run uh, in a home summer where he did it against India. Um, but he's a guy who scores mountains of runs at shield level. Uh, if you want to go for a bit of youth, I'd go Renshaw. Very good answer. Um, now, obviously, uh, just a reminder, we are on YouTube. Search Joel and Fletch and subscribe. Um, and that's where you're going to see awesome segments like this, this one that we're about to do. Um, the Cricket World Cup rolls on last night. It was Sri Lanka taking on Bangladesh. Take a listen. And I think Bangladesh just appealed and the umpire says, yes, you time out, you got to go back and... Oh dear, oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Angelo Matthews, given out. He wants to, he's got to keep the strike. We'll have to wait and see what the umpire says. Charita Salanka, his second ODI 100. And at what an important time it's come for Sri Lanka. Oh, I think he's gone. Sri Lankans are all out. 
What a shot. What a way to get to 50. Pick edge, and that takes uh, Shaki Balasan to 50. Andrew Matthews. Oh, goes fine. Goes for four. Bangladesh are over the line. Highest successful chase versus Sri Lanka in ODIs. Yes, Bangladesh. They beat Sri Lanka by three wickets. Uh, that keeps them. Well, they're now in seventh place. Sri Lanka needed to win that one to keep their semi-finals alive. I think mathematically they still exist in this comp, but um, people love talking about maths. The big uh, talking point out of the game was this Angelo Matthews dismissal. He was timed out. First batsman in an international contest to be timed out. He's got two minutes to get to the crease. Angelo walked out, realised his helmet had the wrong strap or the strap wasn't working. Um and he couldn't he, do it up. He 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 got to the crease yeah. and mm. he's pulled the strap and it's broken. Mm. So he's turned around to the dugout and said, oh, can you? Because, I mean, he's prepared. How could you ever, you know, think that that was a possibility? Equipment malfunction and it's broken. So he's called to the dugout to get a new helmet out. Uh, Bangladesh have appealed and he's been given out, timed out, and he was not happy. And to be fair, looking at the the way it was handled. I'm not happy with it either. Professor, I'm keen to hear your thoughts. Well, let's hear from Angelo first. Let's see what he thinks. How did you feel when you were given out at that point of time? And had you done it differently if you were there at the other end? Yeah, because I haven't done anything wrong. Uh, I have two minutes to get to the crease and get myself ready, which I did. And then it was an equipment malfunction. And I don't know where the common sense went uh, because obviously it's obviously disgraceful from uh, Shakib and Bangladesh if they want to play cricket like that. Obviously stoop down to that level. I think there's something wrong um, drastically. So it was just pure common sense. I'm not talking about um, uh, mancading or obstructing the field here. This is just pure common sense and bringing the game into you know disrepute. It's absolutely um, disgraceful. I think because it's his helmet and there's all this obviously, you know, heightened, I guess, awareness of the importance of a helmet in cricket. Yeah, good For point. particular reasons. Very good point. That if he'd have gone, well, no, my strap's broken, I'll, I'll still face, face up. That's And he cups it on the head. Like, I I can understand if he, you know, walked out with a tennis racket instead of a cricket bat. Do you know what I mean? If it was yeah. something silly, but he's walked out with the right equipment. There's a strap that's broken. It's an it's a very important piece of equipment. Right, it's, it's it beggars belief how that decision, how they came about that decision. Firstly, for a team to appeal, because you yeah. know in cricket games where you sit there and the ball's t- dropped at your feet, for instance, and you pick the ball up and you yeah. throw it to the keeper. That's technically that's handled ball. Mm. If you appeal to the umpire, you'd be given out. But we know that in the spirit of the game, that the guy's just trying to help you out. In the spirit of this contest, you're 100 percent right. Angela Matthews is just trying to protect his head, which. The game has bringing in laws. It's for kids now. You, in, in underage cricket, you have to wear helmets even if you're fielding in close. So Angela Matthews is doing the right thing. It's not like he walked out there with a broken helmet. He pulled on it and broke, broke it, there. which, I mean, I just – I don't get Shaky Balasan. I don't get Bangladesh. And the coach, Chandithra Hathurasinghe, it's not the way that he would have liked to play cricket because he, he's played a lot at New South Wales. He's got – he's actually Sri Lankan – um, played Sri Lankan national cricket. I, I think he would be just as surprised. I'm, I'm keen to hear what he's got to say, but it was a joke. Not happy with that at all. I'm going to throw a scenario out there, boys. So it's England, Australia, a couple of nights before, and that's 
that happens, it's an Australian batter and an English bowler. After what happened with the Ashes, would we be? Would we have to cop that? No, no, no. This is. I don't think that would happen. Between I, you know I what really I mean? Like no, that, just yeah. scenario based. If you know, because of the Carey Bearstow incident, the one and back. that was but the that ball happened was on the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> but but technically the. The, it is a wicket, right? Like yep. from the rules. Yep. Yes, he was at the crease before the two minutes, but the ball wasn't bowled. Like there's chat that he could have faced a ball and then taken as much time as possible, which is crazy. But the safety thing. That's right. Definitely. Like his helmet needs to be fitted properly. Yeah. But would would there be a cause? Like could you say that? The Aussies would have had to have copped that after what we what we went through with the Ashes. I don't think they're. I don't think they're no, like for we like. could have. Yeah, I don't, okay. Because the ball, it, you've, you've seen the time that they've put a clock on Alex Carey. It's like less than a second for him to throw that ball. Yeah. The ball was like that's that's yeah. in play. That's they're, they're actually. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, just as a hypothetical. But if you're on yeah. the other side, if Australia had appealed and an Englishman was out, then that's fair enough. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to play. Of course, everyone knows. You know how slow they are. <laughs> Timed out. If, Mate, if Stokes came out yeah. with a helmet, he should have tested that. He should have factory tested, pulled on it a few times. Uh, he should have been pulling on it the whole way out he there. He should have. Mm. Angelo Matthews, on the other hand, lovely guy. Doesn't and like to pull on it before he gets to the no, crease. He, he, he doesn't. <laughs> what a bunch of flogs you all are. On Mate, behalf of my dad, a oh. proud English cricket fan, shut up. I I will not listen to a Scotsman ever praise the English cricket team. Now, Shakib, he went on to hit 82, uh, you know, rubbing salt yes. into the wounds alongside uh, Hussein, who... Uh, Shanto, who got 90 in their 169 runs, Stan. He was also the quickest to the pitch in World Cup history. Exactly. <laughs> 3.8 seconds. Had four helmets on. Yeah. Just carrying helmets out. <laughs> just facing up with a helmet. <laughs> you know, I think I, I've always... Edward de Bono, though. <laughs> he had 10 hats. No, you pick up the ball. <laughs> I, I was thinking with the timed out thing, it shouldn't be that you can appeal. It should just be that the bowler's allowed to start bowling. At the two minutes. Yeah. Because bowlers won't necessarily hit the stumps. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? So if they go, you know, alarm goes oh, off, right. he's allowed to run in and bowl, so, and you've got to run so in. So do you know that that is actually in the Big Bash is a rule or law, whatever way you tend to look at it, is if you are if you don't get to the crease in time, you're not timed out, you are, because you've only got 75 seconds, you get a free bowl at the stumps. Oh. With so, nobody there, or so, do the bat, does the batsman get to no, run the bat, in? No, the batter just gets to stand to the side while you bowl oh, the ball. Have you, would, it hasn't happened yet. What pressure would you feel if you had oh, to hit? Yeah. I'm about a one in six chance of hitting. It'd be so embarrassing. And apparently if you bowl a no ball as well, it's a no ball. So the batter can come in and bowl a free. So there's a lot riding on the yeah, bowler wow. to get it right. So we've never seen it in Big Bash though, have we? Not yet, but it is a lot because they want to speed up the game. Fantastic. Uh, James from Hornsby is on the line, wants to chat a bit about Angelo Matthews. What's your take on it, James? Um, I've never seen a one-day batsman walk out without their helmet already on their head. Why didn't he put it on beforehand and pull the strap and broke, took it straight off, grabbed another helmet, put it on and walked out? Traced one ball where they fixed up the third, his, his helmet and then bought it out. Do you Why did he walk all the it, way out before he put it on? Is it two minutes since the last dismissal that you have to walk out? Because even if it was his helmet and he put it on before he walked out, the strap still would have been broken, which then still would have been a part of the two minutes, right? Jeez. Yeah, but then he would have been able to put it on the ground and grab another helmet that was there beside him, okay. someone else's, and walk straight out. So that would take, what, three seconds? Can you wear other people's out. helmets, what? Sock? Well, I mean, James does raise a good point, and that is why he's been given out. So the onus is on the batter to make sure their equipment's in check. So, James, I, I, I get your 
I get your point. Ooh. However, he was at the crease and he pulled on it. And, I mean, it, it just looked like he was tightening. It looked like it was on fine and then he's just gone for one one too many extra tugs on the old cord and it's uh, it's broken away. But, hey, good point. Good point because I've just been livid seeing yep. So do you agree with it, James? Do you think it should have been out? You're happy with the decision? Yeah. Yeah, he stuffed up. He should have had his helmet on. I've never seen – you keep watching and tell me how many batsmen you see walk out without their helmet already on. Some of them you see when they pan the camera to the to the bench or whatever, the change rooms, the next batsman sitting there with his helmet already on. Mm. Well, All he does is pick up his gloves and bat. And the other thing, quick one, what happened with those guys, you know, you've seen the clips, you know, they've walked out and they haven't walked out with their bat. They've left the bat behind or they've left the box behind. <laughs> no one called them out for the time, did they? No, I guess that, that comes down to the person appealing, right? If you, yeah. it's, it, it's like we said, I mean, it's, it's, it, it is a, a rule law of the game, but it's not really policed a bit like a player at the non-strikers end, just picking the ball up at the end of the over because it's been dropped at their feet, technically out obstructing the field as a buddy could be out handled ball in a certain situation, but it's not, it's just something that players just get on with as in it's a bit silly, but if you want to play it down to the, the, you know, the nth degree of the laws of the game, then James, so you'd be shouting, you'd be at cover. Giving a big how's that? Uh, I tell you oh, what. Oh yeah, I would be. If it was Virat Kohli, would you be doing the same thing? Jules King wanted to know. Yeah, oh yeah, in, too, in right. India. That'd be great. <laughs> I'd love it. Yeah, I'd be doing it. No <laughs> worries, you're out, mate. Oh, on your bike. Oh god. Oh, that would. James, what was your take on the Bears' and... dismissal? <laughs> was that out? Yeah, but how how well do Sri Lanka and Bangladesh get on? Is there a bit of a little? Mm, <laughs> there is now. Not so nice feelings. I don't, I don't well, know. It wouldn't be now. Mm. James, can I ask uh, you? The just, World Cup. Uh, Brooksy was yeah. bringing up the Bearstow dismissal because it's you have to in Australia every five days legally. <laughs> Do you? What was your yeah. take? Was Bearstow out or not? Yeah, he's out. Read the scorebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's a silly question. What do you reckon he was? He James, you strike me as the <laughs> you strike me as the type of bloke yeah. if you're on an empty street at, at one a.m. and there was a set of lights a crossing, you'd still stand and wait for the green man, wouldn't you? <laughs> Oh, no way. No, I wouldn't even <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm not thanks. that much of an idiot. You know, they see standing there, press the button because it's a red man. Yeah. They see no cars. Then they walk across. They get to the other side, and all of a sudden, then the lights go red, and they've got the green man, but I, they're walking down I the street, am, and all the cars stop. I, sorry. I'm sorry to bring it up, James. I didn't know. <laughs> scratched an itch I know there. I did. I'm sorry, mate. Hey, James, thanks for calling in. Um, call 2GB to talk about that for the rest. <laughs> Yes, you're on the run home with uh, Joel and Fletcher this afternoon. It's the Prof and the Sock. We're talking all things Cricket World Cup with one of the uh, with one of our nation's greatest ever cricketers, Stephen O'Keefe. Um, goes without saying. Um, <laughs> but say it anyway. One of our nation's greatest ever cricketers. Um, now, obviously, chatting all things Angelo Matthews. Uh, well, we all think he was hard done by, but James from Hornsby uh, seems to think, yeah, fair enough, you're out. Um, the Aussies, they take on Afghanistan tonight. Um they have won their last five in a row. They sit in third with a net run rate of 0.924. If they can win tonight against Afghanistan, they have secured their spot in the top four, which means they will make it into the semifinals. Currently where they sit, they'd play South Africa, um, who, as we all know, <laughs> they got their pants pulled down against India uh, two nights ago. Yeah. Only scored 83 runs. Mm. Um, make an arrow if it looked pretty good against the Indians. Really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, but they uh, interesting about South Africa, if they bat second, they basically suck. So yeah. I don't know if you knew this. If they yeah. bat first, they've got over 300 every time. Right. The three yeah. times they've batted second, they've won once but only by one wicket, 
And then the other two times they absolutely collapsed. Funnily enough, New Zealand, knowing this fact, won the toss and still sent them into bat. Yeah. So do, wanna, you, do you want to go through that again? Crick viz <laughs> over <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Olaf. Uh, no, hey, come on, let's not roll that in. This is this is proper cricket stuff yeah. here, mate. Um, now, uh, New Zealand, they sit in fourth. This is the – we're doing the machinations here. What oh, might happen away. Yeah. going ahead. How many games are left? So, can you look at the World Cup for me and tell me how many the uh, there's website? A few, there's a few. It just says there's a few to go. Perfect. Seven. Seven. Seven groups. Seven today, to go. A few. New Zealand, they sit in fourth. Uh, they've lost four out of their last five. Um, they are on – sorry, they're on eight points with a net run rate of .398. Pakistan, they've come good. They uh, they started very poorly, but I don't know if you saw them. They they mm. beat New Zealand. New Zealand got one for 400 and something. First innings. So not one for six for 400 and something. And then the old Duckworth Lewis Stern kicked in. And the Pakistanis were one for 200 yeah. after 25 overs. Mm. Um, yeah. But that was enough. Fuck a, a Zahn. Yeah. Oh, mm. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Fuck That's a Zahn. Yeah. 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 Um, he hundred Bucker has come good. He has, mate. Mm. One hundred and twenty-six mm. off eighty-one or something. Um, which uh, good on you, yeah, mate. Good on you, fucker. That's great. Um, Afghanistan. They if they beat Australia today, there's still a chance. It's huge. Look, they jump above New Zealand and Pakistan in I a fourth. So. What I a jump! So. And then they've got South Africa on Friday. Right. Which if they bat game. second. Oh. So I reckon if I'm South Africa and I lose that toss. I just say, pack up your kits, boys. Get on the bus. Yeah. There's no point. Yeah. Um, so there's every chance they'll slide in. Obviously, for us, we would like to play South Africa. We'd like them to stay in second. Mm. Uh, India, I think, just check for me, Sock. I think they've only got one game left, which is against the Netherlands. Yes, is that that's, right? That's correct. correct. So they will finish first. Mm. Oh, okay, mate. Because there's a lot of bloody good Dutch cricketers oh, out there. Old. Oh, no, no. Even if they lose. Good point. So <laughs> Fantastic. No. Um, so India <sighs> I, will either play New Zealand or Pakistan, I guess. I thought he had Biff's Almanac. They will win. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. It, Australia still need to win one out of the two to guarantee themselves a semi-final spot. So, so we have who? Afghanistan oh, and? Bangladesh on Saturday oh, at Helmet Gate. Pune. <laughs> oh, geez. Just imagine that. But on the flip side and happening against us in that, imagine what that would – and put it down to Shakib Alassane. He would have gone for the throat. You reckon guys will be testing their helmets out just before they go? Oh, out? absolutely. You'd be testing every strap everywhere. Yeah. Every strap on everything. <laughs> Test it. Yeah. Um, Maybe they can get without a fight strapper over there. Yeah. Well, he's with Dean Watling at the moment. (laughs) Once he's off. Once he's finished with Dean. Do you want some stats, uh, Aussie v. uh, I do. I mean, Mark's Mark's quick on the trigger for boring stats or whatever it is. There you go. But I would like to hear them. Well, they're playing at Wankhede Stadium, um, which has a strong history of hosting World Cup games. But listen to the scores that have been going on at Wankhede Stadium thus far this tournament. Seven for 399. Five for 382 and eight for 357 in the first inning scores so far. So Australia will come up against Afghanistan who have a very, very strong spin-heavy attack. Uh, but you'll be assuming, again, you're talking about the toss. It's very important to win the toss at Wankhede. Mate. <laughs>
What a setup! Did mate. you not yeah, look at stats? I didn't see it coming. <laughs> first innings stats. Mate, and then... it's come on. That's not. Okay. Have you played at Wanketty? I have played at Wanketty. Yep. Did you win the toss? We won the toss there. Mate, <laughs> we did. This is not. I didn't sign up for this. We lost the toss. Um, and England. Uh, well, England are oh. uh, in tenth. Um, and do they get relegated? Does that happen? Do they go into? I don't think they automatically qualify. Yeah, for the next for the World next Cup. World Cup. Yeah. But they they definitely they they won't make the Champions Trophy, will they? In twenty twenty five. That's top eight, isn't it? I dare say they won't have a cricket yeah. team uh, <laughs> halfway through the middle of next year if they keep going the way they're going. <laughs> <laughs> the baseball team will be yeah. Harry Brook leading cricket. off in the first. Yeah. Why does why in your expert opinion, why does England suck so bad right now? A team that dominated for ooh, what do you five six years white ball cricket. I don't. I can't put my finger on it. You know, as as smaller uh, observation with the New South Wales cricket team, you look at the sides. You think the talent's there. It's just not happening. And India can be a bit like quicksand. You get behind the eight ball, slow wickets. You're out of form, um, and it can really, uh, you know, get on you really big. So I I don't know. I don't know. Good coach Matthew Mott won World Cups. Just surprising. Enjoyable, though. Let's take a break. You are on the run home with Joel and Fletch. It's the Prof and the Sock. Yes, you're on the run home with Joel and Fletch. This afternoon, you've got the Prof and the Sock for your Melbourne Cup Tuesday. Just a reminder, without a fight, has won uh, the Melbourne Cup in 2023. Congratulations to them. Your text messages are coming in thick and fast. 0457 736 736. Sock. Plenty mm. to react to here. Brooksy said we've got to reward the listener. Yep. You know, for getting involved. And we do ask on you Melbourne to get Cup involved Day. on Melbourne Cup Day. I'd prefer they didn't call in or text, but anyway. Let, we, let's go to the text board and let's Jeez. let's listen to them. If we have to. Revolutionary if, radio. <laughs> talk back. Well, hang on. He was sending him to 2GB a minute ago. Yeah, to that's or, true. Or James, who had a great... Look at me, sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. Good point. Mark, that's a very good point. Uh, Western Sydney Eagle has written in Fair Dinkum. I hope James doesn't have kids. Lol, that was the gentleman from Hornsby that rang in earlier that said that he agreed with Angelo Matthews being timed out. Could you imagine if you're in a park game of cricket and that was like you're just walking out the bat in a park game because there's timed out in any form of cricket and your helmet broke and you're playing for it and you went back to go grab it and you would give Could you imagine the scenes? It will be happening this weekend. Stink? <laughs> it will be happening, yeah. You're there'll be have people the stop timing <laughs> this weekend for sure. Angelo did it? Yeah. Get to the crease, yeah. mate. Yeah. Two Croydon. minutes isn't long, is it? Mm. No. Big, is it long? Can you time it for us? What stadium was it? Eden Gardens? Not sure. Hmm. Well, look that up. Wasn't boundary. One, wasn't one, Kitty. Uh The shame of Helmet Gate is that it didn't happen to England from Dean Russell or Jaws, who likes to be called. Fair enough. Uh, obviously, the helmet was made in Bangladesh. Yep. It's a stitch-up, isn't it? Absolute mm. stitch-up. <laughs> is it? Is it a stitch-up or? It's an unstitching. <laughs> it's an unstitching. Oh, classic unstitching. Oh, no. <laughs> oh it's an unstitching fat. Uh, Cam's got a good point here yep. as well. With slow overrate penalties being handed out regularly, is Bangladesh more within their rights so they're not penalised? Well, you're, you're given uh, allowances. So the bowling team would have been given an allowance. So that can't be an excuse. But I do understand that if it was, you'd be like, yeah, okay, we've got to get through our overs because at the end of the game, if you don't have your overs done in time, you need to bring a fielder inside the circle so you've only got four out. However, you do get allowances when it's not your fault if it's the batting team. So the time would have taken, you would have got that back on your bowling. Mate, it's very good. Get that right? I get it. No, I got it. You, you, you nailed it. Is that new this year? The 
timed out. Yeah, no, bringing it, the fielder in if you yeah, uh, that's yeah. only just brought, been brought in. Yeah, they it? brought they used it in the hundred in that's England, right. and it's uh, come good. So I, I really like it. I like it. And idea. that's BBL this year. That'll be in. They've had it BBL last year as well. Wonderful. Mm. Uh, we need to avoid playing. India in the semi-final because it'll be at Eden Gardens that'll spin sideways, Mo from Canberra. I look. I think we just need to avoid playing India altogether. So <laughs> that would be that'd be really I, handy. I can't see that happening if we finish in the top four and we want to win the title. Mm. You reckon we're playing India somewhere? Is that the best bowling lineup for India? So who are we looking at here? Shami, uh, Bumrah, Jadeja. Uh, I've missed a couple. Call Deep Yadav if he wants yeah, to bowl. Yeah, you can go yeah. to Ashwin if you need to. Is that the best bowling lineup we have seen since, you know, 03 Aussies who went undefeated, 07 Aussies undefeated? We're talking the McGraths, the Warns, the um, Gillespies. Yeah, it looks the most uh, put That was two minutes, by the way. Remember I said, how long's two minutes? Right. That was a long time. Did you get your helmet on in that time? No. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Out. James would have appealed and you would be out. Out of the com box and everything. Go. That was well done, Mark. Thank you very much. Uh, sorry, yes. Is that the best bowling lineup we've seen since the oh, glory days? No team has really gotten close to India at the moment, have they? So you'd have to say, yes, in those conditions, you know, Jadeja, I think, is the most important yeah. part of that attack. Bumrah's fantastic at the death. And then they've got players, Thakur, Shardul Thakur, um, and another all-rounder that escapes me, but they've got, they've just got, they've got all bases covered and they're playing on confidence. Virat Kohli, of course has equaled the great Sachin Tendulkar with ODI 100s, 49. On uh, his birthday. Yeah. 35th birthday. Happy birthday, Virat. Here's your 49. Did you see the Sachin statue? No, where's that? Of Steve Smith. I'll show you in the ad break. It's hilarious. So they've done a statue to commemorate Sachin Tendulkar, and it looks like Steve You're Smith. You're joking. I, do, I am not. Mm. Um, I felt bad for Jadeja in that last game because he got like five for – 30-odd and got 29 off 13 balls, but he did it on Virat's birthday yeah. when Virat got 100, so he was never going to get player of the Poor match. Form. Poor form. All right, let's, we'll take a look at that statue. Uh, not great for radio, but great for me. We'll take a break. Uh, you'll be, we'll be back. You're on the run home with Joel and Fletch. Yes, yeah, so we're on the run home with Joel and Fletch, thanks to Hyundai. This is the segment I've been waiting for. They've allocated me 50 seconds. Good on you guys. Uh, it is pounding the paint with the professor. It's all things NBA, which is heating up. <laughs> Warriors, they defeated the Pistons 120 to 109. Steph Curry was sublime. 34 points, seven trays for all you people playing along at home. Sixers, they defeated the Wizards 146 to 128. The reigning MVP, Joel Embiid, he had 48 points, 11 boards, and six dimes. That's an assist. Sock, get off your phone. Listen. Pacers, 152, <laughs> defeated my mighty San Antonio Spurs, 111. Coach Rick Carlisle with his 900th win. Where was Wemby on that one? Lakers v. Heat, Bam Adebayo, 22 points, 20 boards and 10 assists. That's one hell of a triple-double.